Let us begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Distilled. I'm your host, A.G. Montiel. I'll be recapping NFL Week 11 in this edition of Brew Distilled, and there will be beer pairing at the end of the episode. Do stay tuned for that. It was another action-filled week of the NFL this week, with a lot of upsets this week. Actually, I do consider the Cowboys lost an upset against the Chiefs. I'll get to that in a few minutes. And it was also week of some pretty dramatic upsets as well, with some teams going down, some top teams such as the Green Bay Packers and Buffalo Bills losing this week. And it was also another rough week for Jacksonville Jaguars, with also some recent news coming out of Florida. Florida just fired their head coach, and now there are rumors about Urban Meyer being linked to the head coaching job in Florida. I'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, so I'm going to start the AFC side here of Week 11 in the NFL, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs game, as Kansas City defeated the Dallas Cowboys in what I see as an upset. I had the Cowboys winning this game, but definitely some miss fortune did hit the Cowboys. I'll get to that in a few minutes when I discuss the Cowboys side of the issue. But the Chiefs defeated the Dallas Cowboys. This now places the Kansas City Chiefs in a four-game winning streak. But despite winning this game, it was pretty much an ugly win for the Kansas City Chiefs. They really didn't play the best. It really wasn't a really high-scoring game. Many thought this game was going to be a classic, a very much a high-scoring game. That did not turn out to be the case, as the score was 19-9. That's not a very high-scoring game. Dallas had three field goals. The Chiefs had a couple rushing touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes threw one interception. So it really wasn't the best scoring game for the Chiefs. It did win, though. This brings up their record to 7-4. and four. They're now 4-2 and two at home. So now the Chiefs are kind of on a roll right now. I definitely do believe they're definitely on track to making the playoffs as long as they keep up this momentum. But again, the score really wasn't that good for them. I mean, it was definitely an ugly win. So maybe some lingering issues for the Kansas City Chiefs are still there, at least on the offensive side of the football. But again, the speculation about them going back into the playoffs is definitely there. I definitely do see the Chiefs going into the playoffs. I know it's going to be a wild card or maybe more than that but as for Super Bowl return I'm still not sold on that right now I don't think the Chiefs are going to be going back to Super Bowl even though I had them going as I do believe there's too many obstacles in the AFC right now such as Buffalo Bills and now the New England Patriots I'll be discussing next but definitely the Chiefs they got a much needed win it was an upset for them in my view over the Cowboys and they're also going into a bye week so going into a win having a win going to a bye week is definitely going to serve the Chiefs well when they go into their next matchup after the bye week which would be against the Denver Broncos which I do see as a win for the Chiefs so right now the Chiefs are kind of on a roll right now. They got two back-to-back division games after the bye week in week 12. They'll be against Denver and then the Raiders again. And then they'll be playing the Los Angeles Chargers. So it actually puts them in three divisional matchups after their bye week. So after their bye week, the Chiefs are going to have a major road up ahead of them. Three division games in a row against three divisional rivals. I definitely do see it as a favorable schedule. I can see them winning two out of three of those games, which will definitely serve them well with their record as they try to get back in to the playoffs. But all the issues with the Chiefs, are they still there or are they gone? Because their offense wasn't that good. So how would they make the most of their bye week? How would they spend their bye week to resolve these issues? That's a question I have for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They have this four-game winning streak, which is very impressive given how they were doing earlier this season. But are they out of the woods right now? Is Patrick Mahomes going to go back to where he was, even though he did not play well this week by throwing an interception and not throwing a touchdown pass? It seemed like the Chiefs were kind of improvising this game. It really 
really seemed like this whole game was kind of like um, thrown out of their hat, improvised, kind of like spontaneous in terms of how they defeated the Cowboys. It didn't get a win as a win, but can he sustain this? Can he sustain this for the rest of the season and go into the playoffs? Because the next three weeks after the bye week will not be easy. They definitely don't want to take the competition for granted. They did defeat the Raiders before, but they have yet to play the Broncos. And they did lose to Chargers before earlier this season in week three by a score of 30-24 in a close game. So the Chiefs have a major rocky road ahead of them with this next three weeks after their bye week, which will start in week 13. We'll have to see how that goes, but right now the Chiefs are going to a bye week after a key victory over the Dallas Cowboys. The question is, how will they spend that bye week? Will they capitalize on that bye week? And are there issues that they're dealing with? Are they gone or are they still there? We'll wait to see in week 13 when they face off against the Denver Broncos. But right now, the Chiefs had a very good week in what I see is an upset victory over the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not going to talk about the New England Patriots. Now, the Patriots, I'm officially going to say, are now a contender for the Super Bowl. Yes, I'm saying that. Super Bowl contender because you cannot underestimate Bill Belichick. They had another win this week, a big win actually, over the Atlanta Falcons by a score of 25 to nothing in the Thursday night game. So I can officially say it's safe to say the Patriots are a contender. I do believe they could be a dark horse contender for the Super Bowl. It's definitely going to be wise for the AFC not to underestimate the New England Patriots because right now they are on a roll right now. Just the question is, can the Patriots sustain this? I do believe they could definitely sustain this. I'm going to look at their schedule right now. I'm going to pull up my computer right now. This 25 to nothing victory against the Falcons is definitely a much needed win for New England. This now gives them a five game winning streak. Five game winning streak for the New England Patriots. Now next week in week 12, they're going up against the Tennessee Titans. That's going to be a major game because Mike Vrabel, who once played for Bill Belichick, is a former New England Patriot, is now the head coach of Tennessee Titans, and now the Titans will face off against New England in week 12 of the NFL season. It's going to be a major game. It's going to be one of the games of the week. I definitely do believe this game will definitely live up to the hype, and I'm going to say Tennessee's going to win this game, actually, because Tennessee Titans, they were definitely on a roll this year, despite losing to running back Derrick Henry. They've been able to overcome that by having a very impressive season, despite losing yesterday to the Colts, in a very major way as well. But Tennessee Titans, they're a team to be reckoned with. I definitely do believe they're going to challenge New England, but how would New England adapt to this Titans offense is now operating without Derrick Henry? That could give Bill Belichick some time to adjust for this Titans offense as he prepares for his game in Week 12 against the Tennessee Titans. But my question for Tennessee Titans is, how will Mike Vrabel utilize his knowledge of Bill Belichick in New England in this competition against his old team? That, I think, was going to give Mike Vrabel an advantage. He's going to know things about Bill Belichick. He's very familiar to Bill Belichick's defensive system. He may know a few things and how to make his game plan on the offensive side of the game in order to help defeat New England in Week 12. But New England right now, a five-game winning streak, having to come from a string of major impressive victories, first over the Jets, the Chargers, the Panthers, the Browns, and now the Falcons. They are now at 7-4. and four. Mac Jones is playing well right now, and many are starting to wonder, such as myself, this could be a contender for the Super Bowl. If that is the case, and they do win, it'll be Mac Jones as the quarterback, and be his 1st be the first rookie in the NFL to win a Super Bowl if that were to occur. But right now, New England, they are on a roll right now. My question is, can he win six games in a row? Can he defeat the Titans? And can he maintain that momentum? Because after they play the Titans, they're going to be playing the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. And I mentioned before in an earlier edition of Brew Distilled that the Buffalo Bills are the major obstacle standing in the way of New England. If New England is going to go to the playoffs, probably in the Super Bowl, they got to go through Buffalo. They got to defeat Buffalo. They can't do it without getting past Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be a major obstacle for them. You have yet to play Buffalo, and they'll be playing Buffalo in week 13. Then they'll have their bye week in week 14. Then they'll play Buffalo again in week 16. That's going to be a very much a big deal for the Patriots because the biggest games of their season 
season against the Buffalo Bills are yet to come. The thing is, can they defeat the Buffalo Bills twice, maybe even once? So the next four games for New England against the Titans, Buffalo, then their bye week, then the Colts, and Buffalo, three out of those four games are going to be key for the Patriots. It's going to be a major test for the Patriots. So my question for New England is, as you go into week 12 against the Tennessee Titans, can they maintain that momentum and can they go ahead and pass a test that is yet to come for the New England Patriots? Because you definitely don't want to underestimate Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. I do believe he knows what is coming. He's making plans and he's going to make sure his team is well prepared to face the games that are yet to come. But can they pass that test? This is wait and see, but you'll hear all about it here in Brutus Stilled once New England enters that critical phase. Now I'm going to talk about Jacksonville Jaguars who got beat again this week. A major loss again for the Jaguars. They just can't win this team. They have two wins and they may stay at two wins this season given how things are going so far. I mean, yesterday was really bad. As they were defeated by the San Francisco 49ers by a score of 30-10. to 10. Definitely not a good look for the Jaguars. Bringing the record to 2-8. and eight. Trevor Lawrence had no touchdowns. There was one rushing touchdown for the Jaguars but really not much else for the Jaguars this game. As it was definitely a big loss for them. Going to 2-8 and eight now. Definitely not good in terms of how much the season might play out. But the question is now is that many are starting to wonder is it time to bench Trevor Lawrence? I definitely think that would be a major mistake for the Jaguars because to bench Trevor Lawrence, I definitely do believe they'll backfire on the Jaguars in a major significant way if they were to do that. So my idea is just to keep Trevor Lawrence in there because if they were to bench him, what would that be? What would that look like for his confidence if they were to do that? So I definitely don't think they're going to bench Trevor Lawrence. But right now, the big story for Jacksonville right now is that right now, the Florida Gators fired their head coach. And now many are starting to say that Urban Meyer is being connected to the job opening with the Florida Gators. If that were the case, Urban Meyer will go back not only to college football, but also return to his old team, the Florida Gators, if this story is to be true. But is that really the case? Is Urban Meyer really strongly connected to the opening with the Florida Gators, as many are starting to say right now? That right now is too soon to tell, but it's a question I do believe is going to start gaining some traction right now, because there's a lot of openings right now in college football, and Urban Meyer has been speculated that may be wanting to return to college football, and that could be a return to the Florida Gators. So right now, this is an early story that is developing, and who knows if it's going to gain traction or not. Could just be some random rumor right now that Urban Meyer is being linked to the Florida job, but I won't say it's outside the realm of possibility, as I definitely do believe this could happen. We'll just have to wait and see right now, but really for Jacksonville right now, they're 2-8 right now. They're definitely going to get a high draft pick. I don't think they're going to win any more games for the rest of the season, but right now, there's so much going on with Jacksonville right now. They got a lot of things to figure out right now, but so does Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer may soon have to decide, is he going to stick with it, or is he going to go back into the world of college football? Because right now, there's a lot of opportunities in college football starting to open up, and one of them is with his old team, the Florida Gators. So big question I have for Jacksonville right now is, how will they navigate this recent news coming out of Florida with the opening of the Florida Gators job, and will attempt Urban Meyer away from Jacksonville? That's the question I have right now is, and that is, will his growing story in Florida grow? Will it become a bigger issue for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Will it become a distraction and will attempt Urban Meyer away from Jacksonville? Let's just wait and see right now. But right now, I don't think the story is going to be going away. I definitely do more are going to start talking about it in the sports media. We'll just have to wait and see how Jacksonville reacts and if Urban Meyer is asked about it. And if he does get asked about it, how will he respond? And that there is my update in Jacksonville. Not much more to say like last week. They just keep on losing to get a high draft pick. But right now, news out of Florida might change all that. I'll now transition over to the NFC side of the six most interesting teams, starting with the Green Bay Packers, who suffered an upset loss at the hands of the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 34-31 to in where the Vikings won the last minute field goal and ran out the clock, sealing the fate of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Now, prior to this game, it was speculated the Packers were going to lose this game to the Vikings 
that this was definitely an upset in the making that the Vikings were going to beat the Packers, and that did indeed occur. It was also a loss to a divisional rival for the Packers as well. Placing the record at 8-3, and three, which isn't too bad for the Packers right now. They're still a contender right now, despite his 8-3 and three record. They definitely got a better record than other NFC teams, such as the Cowboys, the Rams, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this isn't end the end of the world for the Packers, but it's also not good to lose a game to a divisional rival in your division, which is the NFC North. Now the Packers, I do believe, are going to bounce back from this, although Aaron Rodgers did say that he's having a toe injury right now, which he said may be affecting his playing ability, but he also said it's painful, but he's also going to keep playing until their bye week. So it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to play through this injury until their bye week, which he will use to help with his injury. The thing is, will Aaron Rodgers last that long? Can he make it to the bye week with his injury? Will it hinder his performance and probably pave the way for another start for Jordan Love? That's what I'm watching right now for the Green Bay Packers, and that is, will his injury of Aaron Rodgers get much bigger? Will it cause him to stop playing, which will open another opportunity for Jordan Love to start for the Packers? That I don't know, but I do believe it's a possibility. And also, is Aaron Rodgers motivated to keep playing in order to prevent Jordan Love from having another start? Is he worried that Jordan Love might be a bigger threat than he's anticipating, so he wants to keep playing in order to prevent Jordan Love from probably taking a spot? Because right now, Aaron Rodgers right now is up in the air right now to Green Bay Packers. We don't know if he's going to be back there next season, and Jordan Love is knocking on the door. And also, interesting enough, the next opponent for the Green Bay Packers will be the Los Angeles Rams, another major contender in the NFC, who is also part of the NFC arms race. You know, right now, I've always said that the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Dallas Cowboys are all part of this NFC arms race right now, in terms of who's going to get the number one seed in the NFC. Those four teams are all part of this major NFC arms race right now. So we're going to have the Green Bay Packers going up against the Los Angeles Rams in this major game for both teams. And that's where I start to wonder, will Aaron Rodgers finish a whole game with the injuries dealing with? He obviously put it out there. The whole league knows about this injury. This will probably have a major impact in terms of how the Rams make their game plan against the Packers in terms of the defensive side. So I wonder how are the Rams going to approach this game against the Packers and how the Packers defense face up against Los Angeles Rams offense. But most of all, how will the Los Angeles Rams handle Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers offensive side of the ball? and how Aaron Rodgers navigates his injury against a highly good, energized Rams defense. Because right now, this could be a tough game for the Packers. This game could go either way, and this game will be very decisive for the winner and the loser, in a good way and a bad way, depending on how the outcome goes. Whoever loses will be in a very bad spot, potentially, and the winner will benefit greatly. Now, this game is a must-win for the Rams. They're behind the Packers in terms of wins, so I definitely do believe the Rams had the most to lose in this game if they lose, while the Packers had the most to gain if they win. But my question right now for the Packers is, how will they navigate this Rams defense? How will Aaron Rodgers navigate this injury? Will they prevail against the Rams? We'll have to wait and see, but this game is going to be a major matchup for both teams with Aaron Rodgers going up against the Los Angeles Rams this coming Sunday. This now brings me to the Monday night game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who had a major victory over the New York Giants by a score of 30-10. to Tom Brady threw two touchdowns and also had one interception and threw for 307 yards. A good day and a good night actually actually for Tom Brady. This win over the New York Giants definitely must win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as right now Tom Brady, as he said in his post-game interview after the game, said that this is definitely a must-win game because he said they're right behind right now. They're behind right now in the NFC arms race, as I call it, but he also said right behind other teams. So he said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got a lot of catching up to do according to Tom Brady. He was definitely happy that he won the game, but also said that there's a lot more work needs to be done for Tampa Bay right now. They're going to catch up to other teams in the NFC and also in the league in terms of getting back into the playoffs 
playoffs and even going all the way back to the Super Bowl this year. So Tom Brady definitely very satisfied with the win, but also knowing that more work has yet to be done. But it's also a big win for Tampa. And also Tom Brady also said a team he likes to beat the most is the New York Giants because it was the Giants that denied Tom Brady two Super Bowls. Remember, Tom Brady lost two Super Bowls to New York Giants. So it's obvious that Tom Brady likes to defeat the New York Giants every time he plays against them. But this is a big win for Tampa Bay because they had two losses in a row, one to a divisional rival. So definitely this is a must-win game for Tampa and they got that victory but that score 30 to 10. And also Tom Brady, you know, he's focused right now. He wants to get Tampa back on track. He knows more work has yet to be done. And their next matchup will be against the Colts. So I do believe Tampa's going to win this game against the Colts. It'd be an away game for Tampa, but I do believe they're going to win this game against the Colts. After that, they get the Falcons, which will be the win that game as well. Their next toughest matchup for Tampa Bay will be a home game against the Buffalo Bills. I do believe that'd be their next critical game, their next big profile matchup, and that'll be against the Buffalo Bills, who right now are a major contender in the AFC, despite losing recently. But right now, Tampa appears to be getting back on track, but this game against the Colts, now they don't want to underestimate the Colts because the Colts did defeat the Buffalo Bills in a big way in a major high-scoring game for the Colts as he defeated convincingly the Buffalo Bills. So I do believe Tampa's aware of that. They're going to go underprepared against this Colts team, but I do believe that Tampa's going to win this game, and right now it appears that momentum is starting to go back in Tampa's favor. The thing is, can Tom Brady maintain that momentum? So my question right now for Tampa is, will they get the number one seed in the NFC? Will this momentum help them get back to that pathway to get the number one seed in the NFC playoff side of the NFL? But right now, Tampa right now, they're on the right track. He's got to make sure to get the number one seed. My question is, can they make that happen? Do they have enough momentum building up going their way to go into a good game against the Colts where they can win this game? And also, will they be prepared for Buffalo Bills when they play them? That's still about three weeks away, but that game will come. It'll be a major game for Tampa Buccaneers. The thing is, can he win the next two games that will come before that while maintaining a newfound sense of momentum? This now brings me to the final team in this week's episode of the six most interesting teams in the NFL season this year for 2021. That is the Dallas Cowboys, who lost big time and also surprisingly to the Kansas City Chiefs. By a score of 19-9, Dallas only scored three field goals, and they could have used those field goals against Tampa in their earlier game, the first game of the season, actually. But they had nine points for a total of three field goals against the Kansas City Chiefs, losing a game 19-9. Dak Prescott had two interceptions while throwing for 216 yards. Not a good game for Dak Prescott, a very bad game actually, and the Cowboys were without a lot of starters. Amari Cooper had to set this game out due to COVID. CeeDee Lamb had to leave the game early due to a concussion, and also some other starters for the Dallas Cowboys were out this game. So all these losses in the starting lineup for the Cowboys definitely came back to haunt them like a ghost, leading to this major loss against the Kansas City Chiefs, now bringing the Cowboys' record to 7-3. and Although they are still a major contender in the NFC arms race, they definitely did not need this loss, but it was also a major win for the Kansas City Chiefs, which I talked about earlier, but the Cowboys, this is not a loss they needed right now because they lost three games they should have won now. The Cowboys really should be 10-0 right now, but they're not 10-0. They are instead 7-3, and all because of some basic mistakes and also some lingering injuries that I do believe are starting to come back to haunt them. Now, the Cowboys, their next game will be on Thanksgiving as they play every Thanksgiving against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders lost their recent game by scoring 32-13 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, now, this could be a key game. This is obviously a key game for the Cowboys. The thing is, can they defeat the Raiders? Right now, I want to call this game as a toss-up. I hate to say that, but I'm not sure the Cowboys can beat the Raiders right now, given what just happened against the Chiefs. So my question right now, is Dallas starting to probably slowly fall apart? I don't know yet, because these injuries are starting to cause some major issues. The defense for Dallas, such as Micah Parsons, 
is doing a great job, an amazing job actually. But right now the defense he can't carry the team because the offense has got to score the points to win the game. And right now the offense wasn't doing it this week. And also we may not have some major starters going to this Thanksgiving game for the Cowboys. So the Cowboys suffer a second loss in a row. That unfortunately is my question for the Cowboys. Can they stop what's going on with them right now? Can they overcome these injuries and avoid a second loss in a row? We're going to eventually find out, but right now, things with the Cowboys right now, I would say are up in the air right now. We don't know what's going on with them right now. They're starting to get in this kind of really tough phase right now, especially when we're going to a later part of the season right now, where the games are going to start to matter even more and more. You cannot lose games right now in this part of the season if you want to get the number one seed in the NFC, or the AFC for that matter. But right now, the Cowboys, they're still a contender to get to the playoffs. I do believe they're still going to make the playoffs, but when they get the number one seed, they're far behind right now. They got to win against the Raiders. But my question for the Cowboys is, can they overcome this loss? Can they avoid two losses in a row? And will key players be back just in time for Thanksgiving? Will Amari Cooper be back? Will Ezekiel Elliott be back in full strength? Because right now they're saying Ezekiel Elliott might have an injury going on right now. So will he be back at full strength? Will CeeDee Lamb come back from his concussion? And will the offensive line be back in full strength just in time for the Raiders? We don't know yet right now. But the Cowboys right now, they definitely need to defeat the Raiders in order to avoid falling further behind the NFC Arms race right now. So the Cowboys, they got a big task ahead of them at Thanksgiving. They'll be on national television. I'll be watching that game. I can't wait to watch it. And also stay tuned for updates after that game and next edition of Brew to Seal. But right now, the Cowboys, they are not in a good spot right now. And they got to dig themselves out and they got to do it quick. And that there is my recap of NFL Week 11. It's been a pretty interesting week. It was overall for NFL Week 11 with a lot of dramatic storylines continuing to take place in the NFL season. In what has been an NFL season unlike any other, definitely a season we'll never forget and remember for the rest of our lives, actually. Who knows when next season is going to be a bit Right now, this whole season has been really unique in a lot of interesting ways. And we'll have to see how the storyline plays out in week 12 of the NFL season coming up soon, starting with the Thanksgiving Day games featuring the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, who always play at home at Thanksgiving Day. And now for my beer pairing. The beer pairing this week with this week's edition of NFL Action is again from Jackrabbit Brewing. Went back to Jackrabbit this past weekend for an event, saw some NFL action there as well, and had a really good stout beer. So once again, have another stout beer from Jackrabbit Brewing as we're in dark beer season right now. They name of that beer is a matcha oni anbi cream stout it's a really good stout beer from jack rabbit brewing in west sacramento california it has really good flavor to it nice and rich flavor good coloring to it as well a very good stout beer to have on a very cold day especially this time of the year and again it's called a matcha cream stout from jack rabbit brewing in west sacramento california you can get a four ounce pour an eight ounce pour or a pint in your tap room you could also buy in a can as well that's a very good beer to have when you're watching ethel action in the fall a really good beer to eat a sip and enjoy has an abv 6.1%. Definitely good beer to have with a meal as well. I think I would definitely have a good dinner with this beer as well. Have a good dinner beer. And also a good beer to have when you're relaxed as friends. Enjoying a good afternoon on a weekend. Definitely in a tap room classic. And that again is a matcha oni anbi cream stout from Jack Rabbit Brewing in West Sacramento, California. An amazing stout worth checking out. And that's my beer pairing for this week's NFL action. And also a quick update here. Hawkeye has officially premiered on Disney+. Plus. I have officially just watched the first two episodes. They are indeed amazing. We're set for a really good series here with Hawkeye. Hawkeye's back in the MCU, so I will be recapping Hawkeye here in Distilled, an episode coming up soon, which will feature only Hawkeye, and it will have the NFL in a separate episode, so do stay tuned for that. It's an amazing series. Again, I just watched the first two episodes right now. They're really good. Hawkeye and Kate Bishop teaming up for a mission. It's going to be really interesting what these two come up with, what they get themselves into. It's definitely a lot going on in the series so far, so I can't wait to recap that more detailed in a coming edition of Distilled. so do stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, 
And that'll do for me right now at the moment. Do follow this podcast on Instagram at Brutusil Podcast on Instagram. Do tell your friends about this podcast and do rate this podcast five stars. And do follow this podcast and listen to this podcast in your favorite podcast directory. I'm your host, DJ Monte Ale. I'll see you all next time. Do go out there and have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you all soon. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.